WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Congressman Tim Wahlberg stood behind House Speaker Kevin McCarthy today as the U.S. House voted to remove him from his position. Wahlberg told us a few bitter members of the Republican caucus wanted McCarthy gone because they can't get what they want. I see no reason to remove the speaker. I think the leadership team, including the speaker, has done a great job in working with, in many cases, a wheelbarrow full of frogs trying to jump out at various times and needing all the votes to be there. Wahlberg says there aren't any viable alternatives to McCarthy. I think the majority of us say, show us another speaker that could do better and maybe we'll look at that, but you can't. And so there's no reason to put the House in upheaval over bitter for some reason, of some members, primarily Matt Gates. Wahlberg says McCarthy managed to broker several wins for Republicans and all with a razor-thin majority. Nevertheless, the House has voted to pull McCarthy from the speakership. Now begins a series of votes for a new speaker. Both Wahlberg and Congressman Bill Heisinger voted against removing McCarthy. The South Haven City Council has approved a resolution asking the Michigan Department of Natural Resources to install another wooden covered bridge along the Calhaven Trail at the site of the former Nichols Covered Bridge over the Black River. The DNR is currently ripping out the popular covered bridge as part of the trail maintenance project. Speaking at a meeting last night, South Haven City Manager Kate Hosier said a group of residents is behind the effort to ask the DNR to preserve the trail's aesthetic. This is not a financial request, but really an outpouring just to support by the community at this time to, to show that this is something that is wanted and needed and desired. Resident Dick Brunvant said South Haven Township will also be asked to support the resolution. Our hope is with this resolution, then the group can go back and now, while the trail is being torn apart and the bridge is being torn apart, and work out a deal that will get a bridge over that Black River that is comparable to what is being taken down right now. Councilmember Wendy Anucky said she was excited to have the resolution come to the city council because she, like many others, has fond memories of the old bridge. The Friends of the Calhaven Trail has also been working to convince the DNR to replace the Nichols Bridge with something that resembles the popular landmark. The public is being invited to submit comments on the new master plan for Tiscornia and Paddler Parks in St. Joseph. Department of Public Works Director Greg Grothaus tells us the document will guide improvements at the parks for years to come. It begins the development of Paddler Park, which is the city's newest park. There's nothing there. It's just a gravel space. It used to be the old city water tower location, so there's really nothing there. It's right on the river. So there would be some parking. The plan calls for an accessible canoe kayak launch. There'd be a little observation deck over the river. You could just sit there and look out of the river. You could fish. Grodow says the Krasil Arts Center has also offered a statue to be displayed at Paddler Park. Meanwhile, the plans for Tiscornia Park include a maintenance garage, restroom improvements, a new enclosed space for the dumpster, and the eventual replacement of the pavilion with another just like it. Public complaints caused the St. Joseph Parks Advisory Board to drop plans for a larger pavilion where events like weddings could be held. Grodow says the public can see the park's plan at the city's website. We'll have a link to it at our website. The St. Joe City Commission could consider the document on Monday. The Southwest Michigan Regional Chamber is taking nominations for its annual Business Recognition Awards. The Chamber's Sarah Spoonholtz tells us they honor outstanding businesses and individuals each year at the Business Recognition Breakfast Awards Ceremony and Annual Meeting, which will be held in February. So we have six different awards that we are looking for nominations for. The winners will be selected during live voting once again at our annual meeting in February at the Mendel Center's Grand Upton Hall. So we are definitely looking forward to that. Lots of great opportunity to recognize individuals, to recognize businesses in and around Southwest Michigan who have been doing something great. 
They have the Economic Impact Award, the Small Business of the Year Award, the Nonprofit Excellence Award, the Best New Business Award, the Rising Star Award, and the Pat Moody Award. That last one goes to an individual who's made their mark in the community. Spoonholt says the nomination period runs through November 15th. Voting for the awards will take place live at the Business Recognition Breakfast, and the awards will be presented there. We'll have a link to the nominations page at our website. A fundraiser for Berrien County Cancer Service is planned for this month at Pete's Cider Social in Stevensville. Event organizer Mary Morphy tells us, spare some change for cancer. Will it be a chance for anyone to bowl, have some drinks, and mingle for a good cause? It's $10 to get in, but you can support Berrien County Cancer Service at higher levels with different donations. $10 could help provide miscellaneous turbans or hats or wig supplies for individuals who are coping with hair loss. $25 can help provide bed pads and other supplies. $50 helps to provide weekly nutritional supplements for up to five patients. So there's a lot of different things. As you get up in your donation, there's and things that you can help support. Morphy says Berrien County Cancer Service is in its 75th year, now having helped those battling cancer since 1948. She invites everyone to come to spare some change for cancer, hungry and thirsty, because also present will be the Grand Mere Inn Ducks on the Run food truck and the Lachula food truck. Those who are interested in attending are asked to click going on the event Facebook page for planning purposes. However, you can also just show up. Spare some change for cancer will run from 5.30 to 8 p.m. on Wednesday, October 18th. If you hear some noise coming from Tuscornia Beach in St. Joseph tomorrow, don't be alarmed. It's just lest we forget doing some pyrotechnic testing. The Historical Preservation Group is preparing for a reenactment of the D-Day invasion set to take place June 22nd at the beach. The St. Joe Department of Public Safety says they're practicing with pyrotechnics, although it hasn't specified further than that. It does say nearby residents may hear some loud noises coming from the beach for about an hour from at noon to 1 p.m. tomorrow, lest we forget it's gearing up for the 80th anniversary of D-Day. And coming up this weekend will be a competition for dog owners in Benton Harbor. The Midwest Canine Obstacle Run is set for Saturday at the Woods Fitness Park on Dewey Avenue. Owner Michael Petlick tells us dog owners are invited to bring their four-legged friends and compete with them for fun and glory. We'll have over 40 obstacles set up throughout the park that you will do with your dog. It's about a 5K race through water, through tunnels, up and over ramps, up and down hills, crawling under things. The course is made of wooded trails, challenging obstacles mixed with some dirt and water and other fun. Petlick says this is the third obstacle run they've held, and the experience is always amazing. It's $100 to compete, and that comes with a T-shirt and a finishing medal. Packet pickups start at 6.30 a.m. Saturday with the events starting at 8. We have a link to more information at our website. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg Report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has been voted out of the job in an extraordinary showdown, a first in U.S. history. The 216 to 210 vote was forced by a contingent of hard-right conservatives and throws the House and its Republican leadership into chaos. McCarthy's chief rival, Congressman Matt Gates of Florida, brought forward the motion to vacate, drawing together more than a handful of conservative critics and the Speaker and many Democrats who say he's unworthy of leadership. The next steps are not certain, but there's no obvious successor to lead the House Republican majority. 
While House Republicans deal with their leadership crisis, the White House is urging them to continue supporting Ukraine's war against Russia. ABC's Andy Field has details from Washington. Last weekend's compromise keeping the government open left out more aid to Ukraine. White House National Security spokesman John Kirby saying that's dangerous. Time is not our friend. Despite already providing billions in military and humanitarian aid, Kirby says Russia could win if the U.S. does not send more. We need Congress to act to ensure that there is no disruption in our support. Still unclear if or when Congress will do that. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. A judge has imposed a limited gag order on former President Donald Trump after he disparaged a key court staffer during his civil business fraud trial. Judge Arthur N. Gorin issued the order today. The order applies to all parties in the case and pertains only to verbal attacks on court staff. It came after Trump recirculated a disparaging social media post about the judge's principal law clerk. Trump then deleted the post. In a few days, West Maui will officially reopen to tourists on a, the two-month mark since the deadly wildfire there in August. ABC's Alex Stone says some on the island say they're not ready for tourists yet. It's a growing controversy on Maui. On Sunday, the date has been set for West Maui to reopen to visitors, including a row of giant resorts in Kanapali. Many on the island say finally it's time. They need the money to flow in and to get back to work. Others are angry, saying it's too soon, like this community leader. Money is not the only thing to us right now. It's it's our mental health and it's our well-being that is being, being put in jeopardy by opening West Maui again. There is now an increasing call to delay the reopening to tourists. Alex Stone, ABC News. Hunter Biden has pleaded not guilty in Delaware to three federal firearms charges filed after the implosion of an earlier deal to resolve a long-running investigation. The California residents Tuesday police sets the case on a track toward a possible trial in 2024 while President Joe Biden is running for re-election. The Democratic president's son has been charged with lying about his drug use in 2018 on a form to buy a gun that he kept for about 11 days. He could face up to 25 years in prison if convicted. A judge asked Hunter Biden if he understood the charges against him, and Biden replied, yes, Your Honor. A veteran lawmaker found himself at the end of a pistol last night near his home in Washington, D.C. Here's ABC's Jim Ryan. Who created Social Security? Henry Cuellar has represented a region of Texas stretching from San Antonio to the Mexican border since 2005. Cuellar's chief of staff says that as he was parking his car near his Washington, D.C. home last night, three armed men rushed the 68-year-old and demanded his vehicle. Cuellar complied and the robber sped away. His is one of 750 carjackings in Washington, D.C. this year, the second criminal attack on a member of Congress. His car was later found. Jim Ryan, ABC News. The National Zoo's three giant pandas are set to return to China in December with no public signs. The 50-year-old exchange agreement struck by President Richard Nixon will continue. There are diplomatic tensions between China and several Western governments, and China appears to be gradually pulling back its pandas from Western zoos as their agreements expire. The departure of the bears from the nation's capital would mean that the only giant pandas left in America are at the Atlanta Zoo, and that agreement expires next year. Pandophiles visiting the Washington Zoo say they're making plans to visit Atlanta next summer to see those pandas before they leave. And with the writer's strike over, late-night TV has returned for the first time in five months as of last night. ABC's Brian Clark has more. Late-night shows were the first to shut down when Hollywood writers went on strike. Five months off and we are back. The Tonight Show's Jimmy Fallon kicking things off. Everyone is excited. Today my dad called me up and said, finally I can watch Kimmel again. I go, come on. We've been gone so long, The Bachelor is now a grandfather. Jimmy Kimmel and The Late Show's Stephen Colbert both reminisced on former President Trump's legal woes. Check my math on this. I believe we have been off the air for 154 indictments. 
When they booked Trump in Georgia and he self-reported his weight at 215 pounds, I almost crossed the picket line for that. Brian Clark, ABC News.